0: Welcome to your Sound Behavior Podcast, the place where you learn about the why you do what you do. What if you could score just 60 words and end up with a greater insight about yourself for a more successful life? What then if just for the fun of it, you could go on the air in a safe, friendly environment to be introduced to what makes you tick? Welcome to Sound Behavior. It's all about you. Now here's Don.
1: Hi, this is Don Crosby, and you're listening to episode 23 of Sound Behavior. And I have a special guest for us today. His name is Marshall, Marshall Moses. And uh, I actually met Marshall in a Zoom meeting a few weeks ago when I was training his lovely bride. And uh, she asked, uh, you know, could I bring my husband into the call and maybe he could take a pro scan and you could introduce him to himself? Uh, a few minutes later, uh, we were in the Zoom meeting together and uh, I just didn't want to stop talking with her husband. So Moses, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing pretty well.
1: And you know I, you know you've got me on. Oh, you're welcome. You know, you've got two names, two first names
0: <laughs> Yeah, I hear that often.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do. and I love it. You know your first name is Marshall, and I just called you Moses. Now do your friends, they call you first name or last name? Do you have a
0: nickname? Well, most people call me uh, Moses or Mo. Yeah, Marshall okay. is either either my mom or—most people call me Moses or Mo. Most people don't call me Marshall.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Because it was such a natural for me to call you Moses. And so I just, I just had to ask that question. See, that could have been a very embarrassing uh, beginning, couldn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I'm okay. That's okay with me. No problem. <laughs>
1: But, uh, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about today on on today's podcast is that, you know, everybody has a story. And the reason I do what I do is because of where I've come from, uh, the good, the bad, and, uh, you know, the tests. And when we met and I saw your profile and I learned a little bit about what you do and your accomplishments, I was just, I was really impressed. And so uh, you're into basketball. Uh, Can you share a little bit about... uh, uh, what, you went to Oklahoma State? Is that is that correct?
0: Yes, yes. I played at Oklahoma State University. Uh, first off, thank you for what you said um, about being impressed by what I've done. Oh, you but I Street. played at Oklahoma State University and uh, went, went pro afterwards, professional basketball player. I did training camp and things with NBA teams, but never actually really played in the NBA. I immediately went to Poland, started my career in Europe, and I've been there ever since.
1: Wow. So what what are you doing today? Are you are you still playing? Are you are you teaching? Are you doing camps or uh, is it, how are you taking that passion and your expertise of basketball into the present day?
0: Um, yeah, I'm doing a mixture of all the things you said. I've kind of developed this uh, deep passion for learning things, things mm-hmm. of all sorts. I don't know why or where it came from. Sort of like playing basketball, as far as the passion for it. And also teaching. I like to teach. When I travel to to Europe and different countries now, I also will speak to the English-speaking classes from middle school up to... I spoke at a few uh, classes at a university last year at Harvard University. And so um, I love to speak and teach, run basketball camps or work basketball camps when I'm home in the summer. I actually work some now. Uh, I have a YouTube channel where I make uh, teaching outlets. I also make music. It runs in the family. And it's also tied into teaching. I've also recently in my later years in life learn how to tie my music into teaching instead of separating the two but make it all one nice. and i use uh yeah and and i use basketball to catapult all of that you know I mean? so if yeah. i wasn't a basketball player that traveled the world and big and and you know knew how to how to communicate with people of all kinds then i don't think i would be able to do these things to the level that i do them now or have a have a future in them
1: that's beautiful now now uh may i call you mo
0: yeah yeah please do
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you well, well Mo now we uh, a few weeks ago we had a conversation where uh, I introduced you to yourself remember that I do and, and how did that go how did it feel for a guy that you never met to pretty much uh, introduce you to things that even your lovely bride uh, probably didn't know why you do what you do how did that how did feel
0: uh, I, I personally thought it was excellent. You know, um, it's, it's, it can be intense as far as, you know, learning. Certain, not all of it also, but just certain parts of it. You, can, you know, it can be uncomfortable, if I'm honest, but not for me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for me because uh, it's, it, it kind of goes into learning and teaching. And like I said, I like to study and learn things. And even just learning random things, you can find things you may or may not like. And I've learned to look past that. So to hear those things about myself was almost like a test. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always studying history. I'm always studying other people. And for someone to tell me things about myself that I know are true, it was more so about being honest in the moment than it was on how accurate. The information was 100% accurate. Uh-huh. It was more so whether I was comfortable in the situation to say that in front of you and who I just met and, and uh, Jeremy and my wife. And I was because mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I said, man, this is amazing. I don't I don't know this guy, <laughs> and he's telling me all of these things. And so, yeah, I would say the experience for me was it was like a, a thrill, like a, kind
1: of like a thrill. Oh, that's that's very nice, thank you. You know, you touched on something that's huge. Um, it's it's okay. fascinating because I've had people that are just nervous about getting to know the real self. Although it's all good, it's confirmation. It's not psychic. It's statistic, but people mm-hmm. feel they're they're almost afraid. To have somebody do what we what we're doing right now isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so, so. Uh, yeah. And so, but I, I really uh, I, I applaud you for stepping out of the box, and and, and really doing what you do. And, and so, let me touch on your behavior. One of the things that I remember uh, that we discussed is your intuition is is really really insightful. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because people, you know, they get all hung up. So many people I've heard through the years get hung up on uh, having an intuitive sense of of why we do what we do, because they feel that maybe intuitive decision makers don't make a good factual decision. Maybe they can't make a financial decision or maybe they're too touchy feely. So they have all this built up uh, understanding of of this word uh, but they don't really understand the depth of it. And so what we're talking about here, Mo, is, is that intuition, that gut feeling, that animal instinct of, of, of what to do or not to do. So, you know, you, you're, on the, you're on the court, you're going down the court, and I, I've seen some of your YouTube videos, and you're amazing underneath the board.
0: Just, no, thank you. That's my uh, yeah, That's my home. That's why you I'm
1: are, <laughs> you are so comfortable underneath the boards that you're remarkable. But I can't imagine that if you were factual and had to have a lot of information when you're underneath the board that it'd ever work.
0: Not Does that make all. sense? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So, it makes how, a lot of sense. so I, um,
1: share with us what do you what's going through your head? What are you feeling when the adrenaline is rushing at at that uh, uh, speed of sound? Really, practically?
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, that's an amazing question. I would say that what helps me or what allows me to trust my intuition. I would say everybody gets a feeling when we say that someone's highly intuitive, based on whether this is a direct definition or not. I say this for. Uh, understanding the sake of understanding mm-hmm. when we say someone is intuitive we mean that they their their intuition is discerning because i believe everyone feels a gut feeling or feels things that they would label intuition and this is why people feel as though following it can be a problem and so how that ties into my answer to your question with, with basketball is i believe that real intuitive, practical intuition comes from what's second nature to you Mm-hmm. and what second nature to you comes from what you do most consistently. And so learning to be in the moment allows you to be the player that you're meant to be. For example, if I'm nervous, if I'm thinking about uh, Kyra in the crowd, I used, to think, I used to do that back when I first yeah. met her. You talk about my mm-hmm. wife. I remember I met her in college, and, and the thought of her being in the crowd because I knew I had feelings toward her could throw me off in the game. Mm-hmm. Or uh, lack of preparation, which I now know, but I didn't know then. Say, man, why am I more nervous this game than last game? But last game, I spent more time in the gym. Last game, I was more focused in practice. You get what I'm saying? So when yes. it became game time, I was allowed to be free and, and trust whatever feeling I felt because I knew whatever feeling I felt had been uh, developed through repetition and focus and discernment. And so if I don't do that, then mm-hmm. whatever feeling I feel is still a gut feeling, I believe, comes from nervousness or fear or worry or anxiety. And we label the two the same because they're both a quote-unquote gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So what helps my intuition, uh, what helps me be intuitive, especially in a way in basketball, is to work. And I don't mean work uh, hard and not smart. You have to do both. And working smart is I, I work on my game. I don't care if it's Blake Griffin, which I've played against, or uh, my daughter, and I'm showing her how to play basketball. I'm going to show her the way I know how to do my moves. I'm not going to try to be someone else. I'm not going to do anything I haven't practiced my whole life. I've been playing for 25 years and I'm going to show what I've learned in my 25 years and I'm comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. So I know I can feel when something's off, I can feel when it's wrong and I know it's right based upon experience, discernment and knowledge.
1: Perfect. That's perfect. So a couple things here to add to that. So, uh, so you're very, very intuitive. I mean, you've, you, your gut feeling is, uh, it functions extremely quick. Uh, you could have like a factual coach, right, where the coach mm-hmm. is just line by line facts, and and and, and that could be a, that could be a, a challenge, we'll say. But the other thing is, is with with uh, being concerned about. Uh, you know, I always call the wife the bride because I believe that's just the respect they deserve. But with Kyra being in the audience and you being a little bit nervous, that could come from your your extroversion to want to do good for her. I mean, not really good, but extra good. I mean, like yes, top performance. Uh, Absolutely. Because because for you, you know, there is no there is no second. Uh, I would say from your behavior that uh, if if you're not winning and you're not winning exceptionally, then you're, you're, you're really still not accomplishing what you are set out to do.
0: I say to myself all the time, in a, in a healthy way, because this could be unhealthy very quick. But in a healthy way, I say to myself all the time, you're not winning, you're losing. Mm-hmm. And that's, in a healthy way, I mean in chasing my goals. When right. I come home, I'm, I'm, I'm me, I'm Marshall, I'm dad, I'm husband, I'm not competing anymore. But with what I'm trying to get in life and what I've learned through playing basketball in my travels, if you're not winning, you're losing. Mm-hmm. Not because you're actually losing, but because any other thoughts creeping into your mind can lead you to laziness or procrastination. It's so easy for it to sneak in there. So you've got to have that stern and straight. Hey, I'm, if I'm not where I want to be, I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> right, right. That's simple.
1: Yeah, with, and with your behavior, Mo, if you're if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Yes. I and agree. so, in, thank you. So internally... And and so what I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm giving I'm describing by what I'm seeing, in your in your actual profile and 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 so, the the brilliance of knowing that you're you know I mean you're pretty, you're pretty on it. The other thing that drives you, is your high energy. You have to be busy in so many different areas. I mean for you to sit down, I'm not saying you don't sit down and enjoy yourself a quiet time. I'm not saying you don't like to sit down and be dad and, and just, but there's, when you're, when you're sitting mentally, you could be always secondarily thinking of something. Something's always going on in Mo's head. Maybe it's, it's a new idea, another business, speaking engagement, another game, another practice. Uh, does that make sense at all?
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's true. Even in the things you mentioned, I, uh, I turned dad time into a thing
1: mm-hmm. people
0: ask me all the time and say man you seem to be so great with kids and i applaud i told I them thank you for that and they ask me how or why and i tell them it's because i'm a big kid and they think i'm trying to just make <laughs> them laugh and i'm telling you no i sit down and i'm like okay we're, we're going to the park how can i make this if i'm thinking like a seven-year-old how can i make this fun mm-hmm. and it re- it usually really requires nothing but it, to tie to your point, yes, it, it's always some kind of mental stimulation going on. I'm always trying to figure something out. Even relaxed time is is think time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and what's helpful um, because you and I are wired uh, in a lot of ways pretty similar. And for so many years prior to do what I what I do uh, as a career, I really thought that I was flawed. That somehow. You know, I believe that God make, uh, we're made in the image of God and, and God doesn't make mistakes, but I knew that I was a prototype that he probably wasn't going to duplicate again. <laughs> and <laughs> because I was wired so, with so much energy, Mo, that it was hard for me to, to separate the different mind, I, uh, minds, uh, uh I want to say the ideas, you know, um, it's just, it's just crazy. Have you ever thought about that with when your energy is moving so quick that, um, and you don't want to slow down, but maybe you have to? How does that make you
0: feel? Um, initially, initially in life, it was extremely challenging, almost non-existent. But as uh, a latter part in life, as long as I apply focus, kind of similar to the focus I was speaking about before, and and, and remember that about myself that I have the ability to be kind of just. Too energetic about too energetic. i mean energetic about too many things and bounce mm-hmm. around too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe you. You told me something about that. What you told me about my file and uh, Bill as well. Say, so, hey man, you got a lot of. Uh, seem to be a cool guy and got a lot of ability, but you need to learn to focus on something. I said, man, that's mm-hmm. amazing because that energy is what drives me. So I need to keep it exciting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and new things are exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, learning to focus in, hone on, stay stable, and finishing things—all uh, things synonymous to that—in uh, my latter life, I've been focusing on and been been doing more.
1: hmm Good. Yeah, one of the other things that that uh, um, moves along with that really nicely is to remember that your patient level is is pretty almost non-existent. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of patience, so everything is intentional for you. So, with the with the kids you know, with your bride, uh, you've probably learned that I'm going to have intentional moments, intentional appointments, intentional, you know, I'm not going to let them down. We're going to do this because that, that low patience of yours, uh, if you're distracted can easily end up, uh, with good intentions, but not delivering. Has that, was that Mm -hmm. ever an issue with you?
0: Yes. Um, in that way and in many ways, low patience has been something that I would say i, I I'm aware of it, but it's you got to be aware of it in the in the moment <laughs> and at the at the same time, it's something I don't completely want to eradicate because i in a strange way when we use the same words, it sounds like I'm being ridiculous, but in the same, in some ways having low patience has has helped me you know it's helped me to spark mm-hmm. and the and to get up so I need to, that's something I know I, I need to balance. So that was amazing you touched on that because that's definitely something I think all the time is, man, you need to just be patient. You want everything to happen now, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm willing to work hard. And so it bothers me when things don't happen now because I was always told that that's the formula. If you even heard, I even threw it in there earlier, work hard and smart. I'm mm-hmm. always telling myself stuff like that because I'm always thinking, okay, I'm, I'm work, I believe in God as well. I say, hey, come on, God, I'm working hard. This is what, this is what I, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I believe in you. I'm working hard. I'm ready for it to happen now. But that's that's not the way things happen, and I'm even smart enough to know that. I just have to yeah. know it in the moment.
1: That's perfect. See, one of the one of the where the challenge comes in with the low patience, and I and I believe that if we were to say profile your team, which would be really interesting, and we could actually do it if they wanted to. But if we were to profile the team to see the component of low patience, how many guys actually have the low patience, and because with your low patience, you've also got a very quick starting reaction. Okay. For example, mm-hmm. your thrust is like automatic. Your starting point is like, as soon as you think the gun is going to go off, you've already started running. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah your, your, your point, your point of your point of exchange and, and, and engagement is is very quick, but see where I was going with that, Mo, is the fact that that I think that's part of your your gifting, of of being an athlete, is with that low patience and then that high thrust. The combination of those two traits enable you to to be a, a, a down the court quick, uh, quick around the board, uh, maybe uh, uh, to block a shot. You know, because if yeah. someone's got high patience, they're not going to be maybe as aggressive.
0: Yes. I think what's amazing about what's crazy to me about listening to you say that is my college coach told me uh, about 12 years ago mm-hmm. that uh, I used to have a tendency to be lazy. This is before I actually had a breakout and became a pro, blah, blah. I was learning. Mm-hmm. He told me, um, he said, you, he said you're, you're unlike any other player I've ever seen. And most guys have, um, they're really good or they can be bad, but you can be really, really good when you play with energy. When you use your energy, Yep. You're professional level. But on the flip side of it, when you don't play with energy, you're not just bad, you're really bad. Like almost, as <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we told helped it, he said, they're uh-huh. almost unplayable. Like I can't put you on the floor if you mm-hmm. don't play with energy. Some guys I can do it and maybe hide them based on their other talents. But you, if you're not giving energy, you almost go from being a pro to don't belong on this level. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And that mm-hmm. talent I remember that. I think about that all the time, and it's tying into what you're saying right yeah.
1: now. Yeah, it's very clear. Very clear. See, you, why didn't you call me like 12 years ago?
0: <laughs> I could <laughs> Maybe I would have played my freshman year if I'd known you back then. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, no, that's the beauty here the dynamic uh, is really having the clarity. Uh, you know, I was working with a high school football team, and Able to you know just you know give them insight, uh, all the different players, their positions, and speak into them, give them encouragement the on each level, and it's just amazing where knowing this just kind of unlocks something. Uh, for example, now with with your experience and what you know about yourself, and just even this kind of what it does, it probably doesn't it doesn't show you anything new. But it confirms the things that you've worked on for a long, long time. Maybe maybe your entire life, you know?
0: Yes, it does. It absolutely does. It's almost like a look in the mirror in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things I want to touch on is that we all have stress. And um, uh, you don't have to get into it. Uh, I'm not asking you to, to bury your soul and what you're going through. It's none of my business. Uh, but what I always try to do with uh, the radio show or the podcast is to really... You know, because we always we compare ourselves among ourselves and there's people that are listening to this right now that maybe they played uh, basketball in, in high school um, maybe they played it in college mm-hmm. maybe they had aspirations of, of going pro and didn't or, or may, possibly they did uh, but it's fascinating how you know we compare ourselves among ourselves and as I'm working with a lot of business professionals and I learned that they were an athlete in high school and or college and I say well you know I try to encourage them in their business life saying, Hey dude, you're an athlete. Act like an athlete. Train, Mm -hmm. get up in the morning, do something. Don't just brush your teeth and shave, but get down on the floor. Do, do a hundred or 200 or 500 crunches or, you know, act like an athlete. And, uh, so I love how you're talking and, and the zeal of your high energy, but, from the standpoint of an athlete not of a dad or or a husband because uh, I don't want to get mm-hmm. into the stresses because those are those are personal things that are are, are for only you but is for the listener and stresses as an athlete how you know is any of the stress that you have here on your chart is it because you're an athlete or you know does that make sense at all
0: yeah no it makes it makes perfect sense and um, yeah, I have. I would say stress as an athlete. It would be hard to answer the question without mentioning the others, but I don't. I don't mind uh, mm-hmm. being a bit vulnerable or transparent. I'm. I'm, I'm used to this. Uh, you see, you probably can see it on my chart. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I had to um, ask with professional courtesy because I had never. Yeah, I never want no, to assume anything. You know.
0: I understand. I understand and appreciate. But um, it it is it's not even something mega to the point that I don't think I couldn't tell anyone. And it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And I can tie it into ultimately being an athlete because it's the truth as far as when you do, become an athlete and you do things at a high level. I've done a lot of things. I don't say this to brag. I say this mm-hmm. to say, I haven't, I'm haven't i still here. I'm still alive. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, de- you develop this mindset and this everyday, almost like baby drive, almost like you got short vision and long vision. I don't think I use the right words, but I think you know what I mean. I feel the same way about drive. You got mm-hmm. short-term drive and long-term drive, or long-term goals and short-term. And my short-term drive is just as emphatic as my long-term drive. And so I think I put a lot of pressure, again, don't like this word, but it's context.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: put a lot of pressure on myself in everyday life and everyday things, even mm-hmm. in being a dad and being a, a, a hus- I can't stand making a mistake with, with uh, being a husband, which is ridiculous, because i know long before i got married or even got a girlfriend that i was growing to be someone i had things that i needed to, to deal with within myself i'm a human being like everyone else yep, and I, I i stopped fighting that and began talking to her about those things so that helps relieve stress and that, that was part of my evolution but then i see man as a dad you know i always thought i would know how to be a father you know I'm mm-hmm. a great father and, mm-hmm. and mimicking him has helped, but it, that's not the way the game goes. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> different ball game. It's a whole uh-huh. different era. We live a, I live a different life. I live a life my father can't advise me on. because he, yeah. he, As great as he is, he can't tell me how it is to travel to different countries and what I should do while I'm there. And I got to learn just as he did with my yeah. children and wife with me. And so I, in everyday life puts a certain level of, of, of stress on me. And mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm aware of it subconsciously mm-hmm. because I, I never feel – Negative. I do. I've had times in life where I mean, just on a regular basis, I don't feel consistently negative or depressed. I'm usually optimistic, as you said, and enthusiastic. But I do feel this underlying. It's more than just drive to me. Almost Mm -hmm. like you said, winning is 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 going. If not winning, you're going backwards. It's. I I feel very purpose driven for being alive. I've almost died a few times in my life. Mm -hmm. One time recently, and. I don't. I don't take that lightly. That could just be coincidence. You know, everybody know we we know how faith goes. You know, I don't right. have any actual proof. I have things that I call proof, but I, I that's what I deeply believe. I, and, and I have this deep passion to speak to people, and I get to travel the world. I don't think all of this is by coincidence. And so I feel every day this pressure to just be great at everything, and that's impossible. But it's how I feel.
1: Right now, I want I want to share a, a thought. With you, a concept: uh, pressure can be a motivator. Stress is a motivator, a good motivator. Uh, stress wakes us up; it, it gets us to work. It, we have to supply for our family; we have to do things. So, there's a good stress, is a positive stress. But once the stress becomes uh, causes anxiety, once it becomes worrisome, that's when the the positive stress turns into a negative. And so everything that you're talking about is extremely important uh, if, you're gonna, if one is going to be successful. And, and you can't, you just can't live life by accident. If you're not intentional, if you don't plan, if you don't work at it, uh, you know, I just want to confirm what you're saying. So the, the pressure yeah. point, though, that, that you're talking about is the good pressure, Okay.
0: Well, yes. well, that's why I said it's contextual, because it. I described it, uh, it, the way I described it, it can sound good, but it doesn't always feel good when I become aware of it. You know you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that's what you read in that chart, that extreme level of stress. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, because it is every day. It's constant. It's not once a week or every now and then. Every day. I'm about to hang up this call when we get off here and go coach a team the mm-hmm. victory and then come home and spend time with my wife and I have to get up and go do this again in the morning. But in between that, I want to study for an hour and a half because I want to give a lecture next week. So it's, it's, it, but it's like, man, why don't I break this up into a few different, but I just, I know that that may be the, the smart thing to do, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I just, time is, time is of essence, and I don't want to waste it.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. So what is your, uh, why don't you give us your YouTube channel and a, uh, a website, if you have one, or whatever that you'd like to give us so our listening audience can uh, find you, can
0: find uh, Mo, uh,
1: Marshall Moses on the mm-hmm. internet. What would you, uh, why don't you give us that,
0: uh, that info? Uh, my name, uh, name on YouTube is Soul Body Meta. Uh, a soul body spelled together is one word, dash meta. Uh, anyone cares what that means, it just means that any content I offer is somewhat form of spiritual. You can call it however you like, whatever your spirituality may be. It just means it's not going to always just be the norm. It's going to be something to make you feel away. And And um, also, I, I'll need to get more platforms on the website. That's what I'm building that right now. But uh, you will be able to find a lot of my podcast information and speeches and lectures and motivational talks on iTunes and Spotify as well under the same name, Soul Body Meta. And other than that, Soul Body Meta on Instagram. And I follow back.
1: You know that's perfect, and uh, yeah, and you'd be a great resource too. I think for a father that wanted to have more insight on how to coach his son, uh, is that yes. right? Yes. Because your hearts, I, I know love. your hearts with kids. You know, you 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 know. I've seen, I've seen when we're we're doing our uh, our Zoom that you had a couple kids bouncing on your knees. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw yeah. your eyes light up. So I know that you coaching to you. Um, Probably will end up being your legacy of of uh, what what people remember about uh, Marshall Moses. Would would you say that could be a combination of the two?
0: Uh, yeah, I would. I would like to say that. I I've been recently told, and because I've been just working these camps, and I obviously do my best because I enjoy it. But people have been telling me that, and it's been kind of <laughs> shocking to me. Something similar to what you just said. You know, they mm-hmm. were like, "Man, you know, you're really, really good at doing this," or "You're you're really." Working these two hundred kid camps with your voice, no microphone by bias. They're like, man, you really—that's really good. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to do my part. And so, you know, even to hear you say that is wild. But I also said teaching, and that is a, a, definitely a form of teaching. And I just said that that's what I, one of my purposes of living. So thank
1: yeah. you. Well, Mo, you, you're you're a big guy with a big voice, and uh, and and I'm sure these kids just look up to you. Uh, and, and with an awe, and uh, with total respect, and, and, and complete concentration. So that's you know that's so necessary with teaching, but. Um so I want, I want to share a couple things things, and I'll, I'll let you get going. But uh, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you want to know more, maybe you want to know about your family, uh, you can go to doncrosby.net. We've got some cool things up there for learning about your family. Sign up to be a guest on the podcast or grab my book. But, Marshall, I, w- I want to thank you so much. Thanks for allowing me to call you, Mo, uh, and, and, and let me get out of that embarrassing experience right from the beginning. But, uh, you know, you've been awesome and uh, I continue to work with the kids and uh, I'm just going to continue to follow you on YouTube and, and watch all the things that you're doing to inspire uh, this next generation.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Um, I appreciate it. Like your platform as well. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to learn some things from you and how you do things. I, I, I like to call myself a study of communication mm-hmm. and the way you break things down is very uh, abstract, excuse me, mm-hmm. and direct. And so um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be tuning into you as well. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Well, that's perfect. Well, thanks again, Mo. And why don't you hold on? And uh, I've got a couple of things I want to chat with you about. And uh, for now, thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. And remember, uh, be careful what you practice because practice makes perfect.
0: You've been listening to Don Crosby and your Sound Behavior podcast. If you'd like to be a special guest, get a copy of Don's book, or simply share Sound Behavior with your friends and family, go to soundbehavior.com. That's soundbehavior.com.